0: All right, another day in quarantine means another wellness check. Today's guest is a good friend of mine who I met um, through, I guess, social media. Um, He is probably the smartest hockey fan um, I know. Um, He started just over 10 years ago a Facebook page that... uh, many of our fans are uh, also followers of called joel quinville's mustache and um it was a great time to start a blackhawks focused social media outlet because as we all know they rattled off three cup wins in about five years right uh something like that and um And uh, Chris Demi is his name, was all over that, Um, posting a ton of uh, just constant, almost like fan focused, passionate uh, stuff about the Hawks, Uh, like every game, during the games, like you name it. Um, So he and I met um, a little bit after he, probably a couple years after he started. Uh, Joel Quinville's mustache, and we became fast friends uh, so I figured I would check in with him. We talked a little bit of hockey um, we talked about before we even got into that we talked about just how he is handling the quarantine and how he is trying to stay positive. Um, we talked a lot about the twenty twenty uh or the the twenty nineteen and twenty twenty hawks and what was going. A little bit that was going right for them and a lot of things that were going wrong for them, but but some of the things that he's excited about for the future of the Hawks, once they get back up and running again, um, things that I was blissfully unaware of, um, or maybe just completely unaware of. I don't know if I was blissful about it, but anyway, um, they've got a good core of of, uh, defensemen coming up, uh, which is great. They signed a guy, Ian Mitchell, who they had drafted. Um, And Chris is really excited about that. Um, we we talked about all facets of the Hawks, which was really fascinating. And, uh, you know, I would classify myself as a pretty big Blackhawks fan, but I'm like many people in this town. Um, I don't know much about them before the late 2000s heading into 2010. And I also don't really know the game of hockey inside and out, nowhere near like Chris does. Like I, you know, there are times where I'm like, wait, why did – you know, why did they, why did that just happen? Why did, why did the, the Blackhawks just suck on that, that, in that game or, you know, in that possession or, you know, whatever. And like, Chris is all about that. So we talked about a lot about the Blackhawks, which was really interesting for me. Um, especially considering I didn't really watch that many games before play was suspended. Um, we talked about his top three Blackhawks moments as a fan, and they are pretty epic. Um, he is a huge Marion Hosa fan, so spoiler alert, uh, Hosa is involved, well, really in all three of them, but especially in the first one. Um, and uh, then we talked about, uh, at, the, at the end, we got pretty serious and talked about um, both of his parents are physicians, and uh, it sounds like his father in particular is like very much on the front line of all this stuff in their in their hometown. Uh, in suburban Chicago, and um, he he was very, uh, I think, candid and heartfelt in in uh, talking about how he feels about what, what we're all going through right now. So, uh, quick break, and then we're gonna get to my wellness check with Chris Demi from Joel Quinville's Mustache. All right, another day in quarantine means another wellness check. Every time I start these off, I. Say that I've forgotten or I've lost count of how many days it's been in quarantine, and I and that's true, uh, but I think I'm also just sort of scared to go back and, and count it off on the on the calendar. But uh, great guest for today, uh, my good friend Christian Demi, who almost to the day ten years ago started a very popular Facebook page called Joel Quinville's Mustache, following the Blackhawks, and it's been a pretty amazing decade to have done that. Uh, Chris, how are you?
1: I'm hanging in there, Brad. I'm hanging in there. I'm breathing. So it's a good day. That's my, uh, that's my new philosophy.
0: It's not a bad, it's not a bad philosophy. Uh, the the bar seems to be getting a little bit lower. Um, (laughs) it sure
1: does. Yeah.
0: Um, so you, uh, even though, um, there's not a lot of like fresh hockey news, uh, you, you are seeming to find things to be posting about. Um, how have you found um, fan interaction? That's one thing I'll say is your your fan base uh, it, it's a it's a large uh, amount of people and they are, they're pretty vocal. Uh, how have you found people uh, that who follow your 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 page are uh, are hanging in there themselves?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to trying to stay as positive as possible. Uh, that's kind of always been my philosophy and everything that I do and uh, how I approach most things. Um, until i get set off by something like the blackhawks not making the playoffs for several years but that's a different subject altogether um you know people are pretty chill i think everyone's kind of at the point where everyone's going a little bit crazy so um they're not expecting too much too many posts or anything but um you know every once in a while something will go up i'll find a story um like for example, to today I shared Second City Hockeys link uh about the uh Blackhawks uh rollerblading with their dogs to stay active during the isolation. Sure. Uh, Brinket and, and Strom both got uh got little pups and they're uh they're blading around with their dogs. And uh, you know, I, I try to keep things positive, like good positive energy like that. Um you know, uh, NBC Sports Chicago was replaying the uh, the 2010 run for uh, for about a you know a month or so. So uh, every once in a while, I'd chime in and remind people, hey, it's a good you know this is the host a game or this is the this is the cup winner game. Like you guys should tune in right now if you're not watching or if you're bored. You know, uh, sending positive stuff out as much as I can. Uh, mostly the news cycle has been pretty negative for the better half of uh, the year so far or or beyond depending on your perspective. But yeah. um, You know, just trying to keep things light and keep things, keep, keep people in good spirits. I know everyone's hurting a little bit um, in different ways. So I think that's important.
0: Yeah. And it seems like people are spending myself included are spending like more and more and more time on social media to the point where it's probably well past being healthy, but there's, you know, what, what else are you going to do, right? I mean, and uh, you, then people definitely seem to stop and spend a little more time on, on whatever is interesting in the sports world, even though there's not actual sports going on. Um, so talking about uh, the current Hawks uh, sort of situation, um, I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm probably like the worst kind of Fairweather fan I moved to Chicago in 99 wasn't a big hockey fan and then kind of went to a couple games here and there um didn't really know much about them and then I got into them like you know 75% of people who had been packing the stadium for the last uh whatever almost 10 years um how how have you been feeling about the team you know results on on the ice notwithstanding
1: um I, you know what right now i feel better about the team than i did even like 2 weeks ago before ian mitchell signed his contract um he's for those who don't know who he is um i'm just going to assume some people might not um he's a he's a young uh defenseman who's been coming, kind of coming through the college ranks and um he's got a pretty high ceiling um he's a really solid player and Um, he's a, he's a guy that the Hawks really wanted in the, in the system. And, um, there was kind of some, some questioning whether or not he was going to sign his contract. Um, I don't know whether or not, you know, the people being nervous about that was legit or not, but, um, he signed, which is great for us. Um, so we got a, you know, four pretty good young defensemen with Boquist, Bodan, him and, um, Lucas Carlson is another young guy who just kind of came up and, um, he's been pretty he's impressed people quite a bit so I feel a lot better about their decor you know they still got a still got a couple of question marks so you, know, you, you never want you never want to see that Seabrook contract um, and particularly with his with his injury and the question marks surrounding that right um, you know he's been a he's been a good team guy and everyone on the team always talks about how much of a good leader he is but you know you, you hate to see that much money. Um, on the books for you know a guy who you're not even sure if he's going to be able to play um, at anywhere near the uh, you know up to his abilities and what everyone's been kind of accustomed to um, in the early years. Right. So, we we'll
0: so, so with Ian Mitchell, this is a guy they drafted, um, and then I don't know. I'm not too familiar with how that sort of stuff works when it's like. Okay, so he was in college and he basically could have like deferred their draft pick and like how did, he would have like, what would have happened if he wouldn't have signed with the Hawks?
1: So he could have signed with someone else. Um, they they held his rights more or less. So okay. when, when they're drafting them, they hold their rights um, and they don't sign them necessarily right away. Um, some of the more like higher profile guys like Kirby doc get signed right away, but um, you know, not everyone does. And um, there was some question marks about whether or not he, he would, or whether or not he would, kind of see what else he could do and if he would be interested in going elsewhere. So, so it's definitely uh it's definitely a good thing.
0: So the, so the, yeah, it sounds like it. So the Hawks would have, did, do they after a period of time lose the rights or would they had to have traded the rights? How does that work?
1: I'm pretty sure they pretty sure they expire. Got it. Um, okay. Fairly confident. I might be talking out of my ass here because uh, you know, not entirely confident about the ins and outs of That's the, fine. uh, Basically the they... legal contracts, but yeah, it's I, more or less. My understanding is the rights expire and then he can go elsewhere.
0: So yeah, either way, if they wouldn't assign him, they wouldn't, they, they might've lost him altogether, but probably without any, without anything in return. Right.
1: Oh, for sure. Yep.
0: So, so they've got a good, uh, core group of four young defensemen. That's pretty exciting given, given, um, their short, what their shortcomings have been, um, the last few years. Um, How are you feeling about them then uh, on the offensive side of, of uh, the lineup?
1: That kind of, that's where the, that's where a lot of question marks are because it kind of remains to be seen what they're going to do with the uh, limited cap space they have. You know, they have uh, Dominic Kubili who came out of nowhere uh, more or less and just kind of blew up for him. They got him from the Kings and you know, he's a, he's a free agent this summer and then Dylan Strom's the free agent this summer. Um, So, I mean, depending on how much money they give those guys kind of directs um, what they can do going forward. So we'll see what happens. I think Kajula is also a free agent. Got it.
0: Well, and it's got to be, I mean, all the leagues have so much stuff to sort out right now financially. Like, I can't imagine. And it seemed like hockey, like pretty quickly, some of the teams were just like, like the, I think the Hurricanes like immediately like had a bunch of layoffs. As soon as the, as soon as um, play was was postponed, and it's just like, I mean, I you know I know that there's a lot of haves and have-nots throughout pro sports, but it seems like hockey, the disparity can be pretty substantial. So it's going to be interesting to see how how that sort of stuff plays out. I mean, it's there's a lot to there's a lot to uh, unpack and sort out.
1: Yeah, it really sucks too because uh, you know the way things were headed with the league, uh, they were talking about really bumping the salary cap, and everything was all rosy and then this news came out, you know, this, this virus came out of nowhere and, you know, everybody's hurting, every, you know, you know, I don't have to tell you, I don't have to tell anyone listening to this, you know, everyone's hurting, everyone's feeling it. And the, uh, the uh, entertainment industry and sports are certainly not immune or isolated from that. So I, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine a world in which the salary cap is going to go up right. after what we've been through here. So I don't know. And, the league might come the league might come up with something creative with the players union um, and sort of come up with some sort of buyout situation to help teams out i there's a lot of question marks and you know it's it's hard to make a prediction of how it's going to end up because we truly do not know at this point right
0: um and then what about the goalie situation with the the
1: with the hawks uh I've been listening. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, a lot of Hawks podcasts uh, recently. Uh, Jay Zabowski's done a really good job, and the athletic guys have done a great job. Uh, Scott Powers and Mark Lazarus, and um, those, that's kind of how I'm staying tapped in. You know, all things. Everyone's saying that it looks like uh, Crawford's going to be the guy. Um, looking like he, you know he wants to stay, and they can hopefully ink him to a a deal for a, a year or two and um, at a smaller cap hit than he's currently making because, you know, if he's going to be, uh, if he's going to be asking for, you know, the same amount of money he's, he's currently making, there's kind of limits what they can do with guys like Kubelik and Strom. So. Right. Um, and he's 35 years old. So, you know, he might be, he, And as far as I know, he's, he's happy here. So um, maybe he'd be willing to take some sort of, discount as a veteran stick around for a couple years, you know, mentor some of those young guys. Um, well, for a while.
0: Yeah. Sorry. For a while, it it seemed like potential, uh, concussion issues were going to kind of sidetrack his career. Uh, didn't really hear much about those once the season got going.
1: Yeah. That's the big risk is, you know, he's, he's had so many and he's been out for so much time that, uh, you would hate to you would hate to see him take you know a really hard hit. Um, not just for the organization because it would it would really set them back. Um, not that they're really going to be competing for a year or two in my opinion, but right. um, more importantly for his personal health, you don't want to see him you know take a hit. But apparently he feels good. He played really well last season. So I mean I don't know. Uh, you know they're 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 never an easy thing to deal with the head injuries, but he seems to. Uh, he seems to be doing okay. So, were you surprised? I guess I'll take his word and the doctor's word over mine. Sure. <laughs> although,
0: although uh, it de- I guess it depends who's paying the doctor, because it seems like oftentimes in particularly in pro sports, the uh, the physicians compensated by the team don't always uh, have the player's best interest in mind. But I guess we'll 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 take it all at face value. Were you? Were That's you, fair. You, I mean, yeah. yeah. Were you surprised when they traded uh, Leonard?
1: Um. You know, I kind of thought he was going to be the guy going forward. Um, I kind of see what they're doing with the cap situation and maybe wanting to keep those guys like Strom and Kubelik and maybe they see something in the uh, in the younger goalies, Link Lankinen and Delia, that um, in the future that you know hasn't really um, hasn't really made an appearance uh, in the NHL as far as um, as whether or not they can you know, be a starting goaltender in the league. Um, They both kind of look like they're on backup tracks, but maybe, maybe, you know, the, the scouts know something uh, more than me, which is more than likely the case. Right. Sure. (laughs) Um, We'll, We'll give, we'll give them the
0: benefit of the doubt.
1: Yeah. I mean, Leonard was a, he was a, you know, pretty popular guy with the fans and a lot of people were upset with that. And, you know, including myself for a while, but, um, he seems to be a pretty polarizing guy too. So, and, For sure. you, you know, take that, take that as you want, as you will. And, uh, um, in the decision, but you know, it is what it is.
0: Uh, and then let's, let's quick, let's wrap up our, our current Hawks, uh, portion of the conversation by talking about, um, the front office and coaching staff. How are you feeling about, about that situation?
1: i uh, not great. Um, you know, <laughs> a lot I've heard a lot of people like uh uh, you know dogging uh McDonough and whatnot and I'm not gonna do that you know he's he's given me a decade of or or half a decade of amazing hockey probably the best hockey we'll see in our lifetimes um and he's really turned the franchise around um I'll give him the benefit of the doubt you know Bowman for everything he does well and um and, you know, one thing that they do really well is, like, international scouting, um, the way they found, you know, Kubelik and Panarin. Um, they, they seem to have a pretty good idea of what's going on across the pond. But, uh, I mean, some of the some of the roster decisions, some of the signings they've done in the last couple of years, you know, you're really not happy with. Um, obviously, I'm a big Joe Cuomo fan. Right. Uh, I think that should be pretty obvious to everybody. Um,
0: <laughs> I didn't know if you were a fan of him or just his mustache.
1: Yeah, it, they go hand in hand. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I was I was pretty bummed when they got rid of Q. I guess I understand the decision um, to an extent, but I would have you know I would have liked it a lot better if they had someone better than Colton come in. And I would have liked the decision a lot better, uh, or I could have dealt with it a lot better. Probably is the better way to say it. If they would have given uh, Quembo more than Brandon Manning and uh, um, to deal with to fix the defense or defensive woes or whatever, and Chris Kunitz, you know that was their that was their highlight off season there uh, before Quimbo got the axe. So right. you know that never that never sits well. Um, I'm you know, Cotton they played okay under him under stretches and then then they totally don't play well he's got some bozo lineups here and there i don't know i mean I'm, I'm it's not my decision to make i'm not thrilled about it but you know, you've heard enough uh enough people getting on the guy's case so i'm not gonna do it anymore i'm not gonna regurgitate <laughs> old stuff I, honestly i would do anything to watch jeremy calton's awful line combinations right about now so right and it, when you put things into perspective. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: yeah. um, before we started recording, I, I mentioned that, uh, of all my friends, you definitely have like the deepest, um, understanding of just the NHL in general. Um, and like, I'm, I'm a casual fan, you know, I've gone to a lot of games and, you know, whatever, but like, I don't know the, I don't know the sport very well. For for a casual fan, I couldn't tell you the difference between Quinville's coaching style and you know and and the the, the product that he would put on the ice compared to Collison. What what's the I mean and, and obviously there's there's different there's different pieces in place, but but what's the for the casual fan like? How can I tell if a coach sucks?
1: Uh the team's not winning games. <laughs> <laughs> well, but how, how do I know
0: that's the coach and not and not the players?
1: I I mean. I guess it's a, it's a it's a bunch of different things, you know, body language, putting guys like Carpenter on the power play uh, l- lines, and and just it's little things like that, just that just kind of make you scratch your head and you're like, what is going on here? Uh, you know, I I mean, I'm sure he has an idea of what he wants to do, but I don't I don't know, it's not really translating. Um, but at the same time, you know, he, the defense hasn't been stellar for years, so. And that's putting it really, uh, really nicely. So, um, you know, he's kind of, he's got the hand that he was dealt. So right. um, at the same time, he's coming into the, the league. It's just, it, it, it really, it really rubs you the wrong way because, you know, you gotta, you gotta rid of a hall of fame coach, you know, one of the great NHL coaches of all time in Quimble and you replace him with this situation. And it's, that's that's really the part that that I think hurts a lot of fans more than anything else. Um, rather than you know bringing in Colton, I, I think if it was anyone but Quenville beforehand, right? Um, it would people would probably be less upset about it or less vocal about it. But I think you know everyone's used to winning these cups and having this winning coach, and by by all accounts, a, a likable coach uh, on and off the ice, and um you know it's, it's 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 a it's a tough transition well and
0: it's like how often in, in sports in general is a great coach replaced by someone who's who's equally as memorable like i you know i grew up in wisconsin but i, I off at the top of my head could not tell you who replaced vince lombardi you know uh and yeah so there's there's that side of it too it's like you got he's got big shoes to fill regardless and then last question about the the current Blackhawks. Um, how can we, uh, it seems like the, the ire for, for, uh, Stan Bowman is like at an all-time high and it feel, it felt like he maybe didn't get a ton of respect even when they were winning. Um, how can we tell if that's fair that it, that does he suck too?
1: Um, you know, he's one of those guys where he's done, he's done good job putting together, uh, some of those cup teams and making some of those, uh, um, off-season decisions uh, early on in their runs, and and it, it, a lot of people will give credit to uh, to the past GMs on that, but he he definitely played a role in that. As of right now, um, you know he's he's done some questionable things. Um, again, but you know what he did for Quenville before he was axed wasn't great. Um, his solutions on defense weren't great. You know, everyone loves Andrew Shaw. He's a fan favorite, but he had, a, you know, he had a history with head injuries. So he took a big gamble on him this past off season, and um, you know, he went out right away in the fall, and he didn't come back. Um, yeah. You know, you sign you signed somebody like Calvin DeHaan, who's a really good defenseman when he's healthy, but you know, he was coming off shoulder injuries. He was a, at risk of of getting injured again. And, um, you know, he, it didn't work out again. He was out for the season. You know, you got a guy like Crawford who's had the concussion history and all signs are pointing to Bowman putting his faith in him going forward, which is fine. But again, it's kind of a gamble again, like it was with Sean DeHaan, where if, you know, if something goes wrong, you're really screwed and you're really, you're really uh, putting the franchise in a bad place. Sure, but I, I mean, all things considered, I, I I think he knows what he's doing. It's just some some of these things that he does are just you know they're they're head scratchers for so sure. So
0: I guess I, I I keep saying one last question, but you're saying interesting things that make me want to ask other questions. Ah, uh, you mentioned Andrew Shaw. The Hawks definitely had a tendency to like. I could probably rattle off like five or six guys that they brought back from from earlier Stanley Cup teams. Um, like, you know, Sharp and, um, Versteeg and, you know, there are others. Sod. Yeah. Sod, lad. Like, is that common? Does that happen a lot in hockey? Cause it doesn't seem to happen in any other sport.
1: Um, I think it happens on the Hawks a lot more than other places. <laughs> yeah. Why is, uh, I mean, you
0: know, where's that come uh, from? I, I
1: mean, I don't know. I don't know. I can't speak for him. Um, I think. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the team, you know, was so successful for, for that stretch. And the guys had pretty good chemistry together. They're a lot of them are friends. So I'm sure, um, I'm sure the goal was to kind of reignite that chemistry and, you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but you know, when you get these guys who are, who are, you know, getting up there in age and or with significant injury histories, you know, it's a gamble Uh, and it's nice to have them in the locker room, but, you know, at the same time, if they go down, you, you know, you're you're really you're really toast. And that reflects directly on the GM if something like that happens. And I think that's why a lot of fans are are really ticked off at Stan right now.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Um, all right. Rapid fire here. Uh, off the top of your head, your top three uh, Hawks moments as a fan it doesn't have to be from the current era.
1: Uh, top 3 hawks moments and and don't and, and you
0: can I mean, I'm not going to let you say each of the 3 Stanley Cups as
1: your 3. Oh dang. Well, <laughs> there, there goes there goes the, the obvious choice. <laughs> yeah, um, as I was asking Mary, that
0: question, the, I realized how stupid it was.
1: The, the Marian Hossa goal in um in overtime against the Predators in the 2010 playoffs definitely um is up there. He's probably my favorite hockey player of all time. Um, anyone who's been following the stash page knows that, um, I have a major man crush on Marion Hossa. I just love the guy. Yeah. Um, I hope he comes back to the team and they bring him back in some sort of capacity. Um, I mean, okay. Off the, off the ice stuff, like, um, celebrating the Stanley cups. Can I say that? Sure. Yeah. 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 So 2010 was really cool. I was, uh, I was running late, um, getting downtown because I wanted to go. I wanted to go watch the, or not downtown, the Wrigleyville, but I wanted to go watch the uh, the game in case they won it. So I was running late. I was in a suit, and I get to the I get to the bar just in time for the game to start. I think we were at Cubby Bear, and um, you know it was great. It was a good hockey game, and then the Hawks win it, and I'm everyone's in Hawks gear, everyone's in t-shirts. <laughs> it's hot as hell outside. I'm in a I'm in a suit just dripping in champagne (laughs) and beer and i had to ride the red line back up north to um actually i ended up taking the purple line all the way up to uh up to linden at the end of the line and ended up driving for a while um i was not drinking heavily you smelled Uh, like it though i smelled like it so if i would have been pulled over it would have been a fun conversation for sure (laughs) but I was. I mean, it was just my my clothes were devastated, but it was so much fun. We were out till like two or three in the morning. Nice. Everyone was, you know, CPD was drinking with the fans on the street, like kind of <laughs> which... out of view. It was it was crazy. It was the wildest. Just it was the most fun night of my life. I will never forget that. Which night.
0: year? Which year was that?
1: That was the first one, oh, 2010. Yeah, yeah. twenty thirteen was a cool one too because. I guess I'll use this one for number three. All right. Um, I was I was living in Milwaukee and I was going to school up there. So, um, and it was actually finals week, and we had a final exam in the morning. Um, and my buddy and is, is at school is also a huge Hawks fan. So I was like, Hey, uh, do you want to you know do you want to go down just in case they win it tonight? He's like, Yeah, I don't know. I you know we, we were like you know, we're pretty tired. We're, we're not sure. Cause you know, law school finals, they dra- they drain the hell out of you. It's, it's, it's a rough time. Yeah, I bet. And you know, we're like, whatever. It, it was so much fun in 2010. It, it, we don't want to miss it. If we, if we, uh, um, if they make it or if they win it. So we get in the car um, and we were running late again, cause we had a final. So we're listening to the game on the radio and they they're, they're they're, they're not winning or it's not clear that they're going to win. And are like, oh, man, are we really going to drive all the way to Chicago to see them lose and then have to drive back to Milwaukee? <laughs> and keep in mind, it was finals week, too. So it was, um, it was just pure craziness going on. And we get there. We find, like, the one open parking spot on um, – I, mean, I don't even know what street it was on. It was in Wrigleyville. And it was just the most fortuitous thing ever. We pull the car over. We park the car. We're running. We're like, "What bar should we go to?" I'm like, "I don't care, man. I don't care." It's like the third period. We get in the bar, and it was right when the 17 seconds happened. Oh, amazing! It right, it literally. I we walked in the door into a packed bar. Uh, I think we were at Sluggers too, uh, which wouldn't have been my top choice, but there we were. <laughs> and I, within minutes, the 17 seconds happened. Oh, I'm, amazing! I'm looking at my butt. I'm looking at my buddy. I'm like. Oh my God. Like I'm giving them a hug. I'm giving them a, you know, high five. Like, I can't believe we did it. Like we, we, we made it and we watched this happen and (laughs) things went wild after that. It was, again, it was another crazy night. Again, I was driving, so I didn't get to get, you know, belligerent or anything, but, um, it was really cool to to see just the pure chaos in the streets again. So I think, I think those are three memories.
0: Those are amazing. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you know, watching, uh, the the last dance stuff i mean i can never i wasn't here i didn't live in chicago at the time of the jordan era and i can never i'll never be able to relate to that but i feel like those hawks runs you know i mean they were i'm sure not at the same level as the six championships the the bulls won but like it was pretty epic man i mean I, and you know hopefully we get to feel that again someday i was really hoping that the that the cubs would uh have a little bit better of a of a post championship run than they've had but those yeah, those three championships at the Hawks. They have those they, I get goosebumps just thinking about them.
1: It's a rare thing to have you know one team dominate for for so long in one sport, and it's really cool. I was a, I was sort of the same way. I mean, I was I I was around for the Jordan era, but I was really young for it, so I couldn't really appreciate it to the point where I'm like going out with friends and celebrating the wind, You know, right? It's more like like watching the TV with my parents and them yelling at me to go to bed. Cause I got school the next night. That's basically the extent of, um, how much I could enjoy the, uh, right. the Jordan years. But, um, I got to see him play one, uh, once or twice, um, in my lifetime. And that was pretty cool. Um, awesome. just to, you know, be able to say that I saw that team play cause there were some special teams in there. For sure. All
0: right. Last question. This is one that, uh, I've been asking all of the guests. Um, in order for the um, quarantine to come to a quick and responsible end, what would you sacrifice if you if if, um, if someone was like, "Hey, man, we'll we can end this all, whatever, soon in, in a week"? If you make some sort of sacrifice, what would it be?
1: Oh man, man. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. What well, what do people set up for so, this? So I just out of curiosity. Yeah.
0: So some people have kind of taken the easy way out and, and be like, well, you know, I'd give up donuts. And then they're like, well, I eat donuts three times a week. That'd be a big sacrifice. You know, people have said the same about like pizza or like Starbucks or whatever. Um, Len Casper at first said that he would work for free. But then when I told him some of the other answers, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll give up pizza instead. Um, and uh, some people have said body parts. Uh, one person said he would sacrifice himself. So it's kind of all over the board. Uh, but you know it's it's a tough thing you want to be able to like it has to be meaningful but it can't take away from your in overall enjoyment of life after uh, we're on the other side of this stuff
1: well i'll tell you one thing i'm you know i'm about as big of a sports guy and as big of a hockey fan as you'll see or you'll meet yeah clearly and i'm i'm super super okay with giving up the season um with giving up you know even next season if we have to 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 keep more people safe. Um, it sucks. I mean, there's no easy way around it. This, this is tough on so many people, you know, people are losing loved ones. Um, people are losing jobs. Uh, it, businesses are going under. It's just awful. It's an awful, awful situation that we're in. And, um, I just, I want, you know, from speaking from the heart here, um, my parents are both physicians. Uh, you know, they, they, they've worked hard to, to help people stay healthy their whole lives and, um i just i wish people would stay home and we can kind of you know get to the point where we're uh we're safe again to go out and about because you know the more we see these people um congregating and and going out in public and gathering in masses i fully i fully appreciate their frustration and the difficult time everyone's going through but um you know i it's just it feels like a giant middle finger to people like my parents who are were who trying to keep us safe to nurses and doctors and right. AMTs and 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 on and on and it's just it's 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 so it's so difficult to see and to you know to see how tired my my dad is when i see him on um, these days um and it's just it's it's painful i'm, I'm just personal story my uh my grandfather passed a couple of weeks ago um he's he lives out in budapest or he lived out in budapest in hungary and, um, you know, his funeral was uh a week or two ago. my dad wasn't able to go and you know I can see how much that bothers him, sure uh, you know, he's in the hospital, he's working um trying to trying to keep people healthy and he can't even bury his dad and, you know it's it's a tough time. people are going through tough times I just you know i'm I'm super super okay with giving up sports with giving up you know restaurants running paths what have you to to get to the point where we don't have to live in this horrible nightmare anymore. Cause it's just, it's rough. Yeah. It's rough.
0: I'm sorry to hear about your it's grandfather. So, I wasn't, so, I wasn't aware so,
1: of that. Yeah. So much anxiety and it's just, just, it's tough on everyone, man.
0: Yeah. No, I feel you, man. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. I mean, what can you say, man? I I'm, I'm with you. I, I would happily sacrifice the rest of this Hawk season too. Uh, that's, that's fair. We'll, we'll get, we'll get hockey back, uh, you know, hopefully on some sort of a decent schedule next year or or later, I guess this fall, hopefully. And, uh, we'll, we'll get back at it. Well, uh, Chris, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, you know, like I said, your, your level of hockey knowledge is just purely intimidating to me. (laughs) So I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, it shouldn't be, it uh, shouldn't be. There
1: are people where it's a lot more than me. So, I don't I'm, just know, a, I'm just a fan who loves the team. We've sat next to each other at
0: games, and I and I try to uh, not ask stupid questions. Even though I've been going to games for the better part of a decade myself, I still I you know I've retained one one thousandth of of the knowledge you have. So uh, you know, uh, it, I, I appreciate you putting up being patient with any of the, the stupid questions I've asked you. Uh, well, cool, man. Thank you so much for for your time. And, uh, so I'll, I'll post a link to your, uh, Facebook profile, anywhere else people can connect with you.
1: Uh, I'm on Twitter at, uh, stash ESQ. S T A C H uh, E E S Q. Cool. Uh, it's not. It's not really as hockey related. It's more of a personal Twitter. But anyone can feel free to connect with me. I'm generally a pretty nice guy, unless someone's really getting on my nerves. <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> what I've gathered, and that's one, one or of. Or the... if you're
1: a St. Louis fan, then uh, then ah. tread tread carefully. We didn't even
0: talk about the Blues and how they now are gonna have a very extended uh, reign as as uh, defending champs. But at least they won't be able to be out and about celebrating it. For uh, for a
1: while. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <Their> pizza sucks.
0: <laughs> Very true. Uh, cool, man. Well, I really appreciate I'm not, it. I'm
1: not that mad about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, thinking of me and for uh, for inviting me on. It was a good time. It's always great to hear from you. Yeah, likewise, buddy. See ya. All right, see ya.
0: There you have it, Chris Demi, Joel Quinville's mustache. Um, I definitely recommend following them, even though there is no on ice Hawks action right now. There is an off season sort of, I guess that we're going to be heading into assuming that play does not resume, which it certainly is starting to feel like it will not. Um, but uh, I definitely recommend following them in particular. Uh, Joel, um, Chris mentioned uh, his Twitter account as well, which I will link to, but uh, definitely on, on their Facebook page on his Facebook page. It's a great follow. And um, I, I, learn more from their posts and from my one-off conversations and interactions with Chris than I do uh, most any other way uh, as it relates to the Hawks. So uh, check them out when you can. Um, as I always ask, please, please rate, review, share, download, subscribe, um, all that stuff. And uh, if you or someone you know you think would make a good guest for an upcoming wellness check, please send us an email, theheckler at com. I hope you all are taking care and uh, having a good start to your week. Take care.